This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. For some, it is Freedom Day. For others, it's Stay in Russia Day. WNBA star Brittany Griner has been freed in a prisoner swap with the Merchant of Death. And there are people celebrating. If you want to join in the celebrations, or not, 800-848-WABC is the limit to call, 800-848-9222. Also today, we are so looking forward to having Carrie Lake join us. She has not conceded the election in Arizona. Thankfully. And I, I want to speak with her about what's going on in Arizona. I'm sure you may have some questions, too. So we're going to try to make short work of it. Let's start, of course, with the WNBA starist, Brittany Griner, released after 10 months in Russia, after months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances. Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and she should have been all, she should have been there in the arms of her loved ones all along, said President Joe Biden. Biden said Greiner is in good spirits. He thanked the United Arab Emirates for their help in facilitating her release because the Biden administration couldn't do this by itself. No, 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 negotiating with Russia. Too much for old Biden to handle alone, so he had to call in the United Arab Emirates, to help, and help they did. They released the Merchant of Death, a notorious arms dealer who has been accused of some horrific crimes. But never mind that. They left a white guy back in Russia in jail, um, Paul Whelan, and, you know, who cares? He's a Marine, former Marine. Um, It sounds like, if you, to be totally candid, the, the Russies have accused him of being a spy. He's been in for four years. And this guy has a, a, an amazing background. Paul Whelan does. I mean, he's a citizen of the United States. He's a citizen of Canada. He's a citizen, I think, of the U.K. And he was there as a consultant with a firm. It sounds like the kind of cover story that you hear in movies when somebody's really, you know, works for the three-letter company. But no, they say, nope, nope, not a spy. He's just a businessman, was conducting business in Russia. And the old Russians detained him. And he's still in jail. And he says he's disappointed that he didn't get released. I mean, after all, what do you expect? I know what we should do. 
We should listen to the White House press girl, Karine Jean-Pierre. Karine Jean-Pierre had some things to say about the release of Brittany Griner. Shall we listen? Yes, we shall. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre. Roger, Roger. Treat Paul Whelan differently given the nature of the total, totally illegitimate charges they have levied against Paul. Unfortunately, the choice became to either bring Brittany home or no one. As the president said this morning, he will he will never stop working to secure Paul's release and return sure. home. And he will not give up. On a personal oh, yeah. note, Brittany is more than an athlete. More She's than more than an Olympian. athlete. She is an important role model and inspiration. She's important. Of Americans, particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and women of color. She should never have been detained by Russia. And uh, we are, I am, deeply proud of the work that the president has done. Treat. She's important. She's more than just a basketball player. She's important, especially to the LGBTQI plus America people. And why Paul Will, he's not important. He's just a businessman, former Marine. Now, Scott, do you have that little uh, uh, report that you found online from way back when? Yeah, I think it's from a couple of months before the incident. So a couple of months before Brittany Griner was detained by the Ruskies, she was in the news. Yes, the Ruskies. It is a, it is a, it is a name. It is an affectionate terminology for our Ruskies. I've never right? seen anybody cringe at the word Ruskies before, Kevin. Yeah, it's Ruskies. Why? Do you it's think just, it's... It's the first time I've heard of it, personally. Oh, this is why. Oh, oh, you're young. And I don't mean that pejoratively. No, we've been calling them the Ruskies for decades. Interesting. Back in the days when they were the Soviets. Anyway, the Ruskies. The Ruskies. Before they took Brittany for smoking a little dope, for having a little dope in her bag, which, you know, I mean, in America, that's not a big deal anymore. Everybody does it, kind of, sort of. Well, not everybody, but some people. Anyway, um, she was in the news. Did you know that she was in the news before? Kevin, Brittany Griner. Refresh my memory. Refresh my memory. Okay, I'm glad you asked. Because let's, let, let us refresh your memory. Here's a news report a few months before she was grabbed up by the Ruskies. Forget taking a knee, just turn it off. I'm Scott Ott, and this is Bill Whittle Now. And Bill, that is the sentiment expressed by uh, Brittany Griner, who was the 2019 WNBA MVP runner-up. Uh, she plays for the Phoenix Mercury, and she and one of her teammates have basically said uh, that the league should stop or the team should stop playing the national anthem before the Phoenix Mercury games, um, and until they decide to do so, that she's going to remain in the locker room. Apparently, during uh, last Saturday's game with the Phoenix Mercury and the L.A. Spark, I want to say, or Sparks, uh, they uh, neither team was on the court during the playing of the anthem. Yeah. 
So you see, she was a news. No wonder they love her at the White House. She is important. She is a role model for people of color and for the women of color, according to Karine Jean-Pierre, and for the LGBTQIA plus community. Why she suggested before the Ruskies took her up that we should just stop playing that national anthem. Now, in all fairness to Miss Griner, Miss Griner said that she loves America, and she said it at that time while she was saying this. She said, I love my country. That me saying that we shouldn't play the national anthem isn't because I don't like America. I love America. She said her father fought in Vietnam and was a war veteran, and that this wasn't about hatred for America, her position. So let's be fair, and, and while we mention that she, was, she wasn't in the take a knee crowd, she was in the screw the anthem period, they shouldn't be playing it, and I'm not going to go out for it. I wonder if they have a ceremony for her at the White House, whether they'll play the national anthem or not. I wonder. And I wonder if they do, if she'll go in another room. Huh. Anyway, that's the prisoner news for the day. Oh, this guy, the merchant of death that they swapped her for. This guy's terrible. Apparently a very terrible human being. And Whalen's family, to be fair, his brother said that the right thing was done here. He's told CNN, CNN talked to Paul Whalen. He said, I was arrested for a crime that never occurred. I don't understand why I'm uh, still sitting here. I was led to believe things were moving in the right direction and the governments were negotiating and that something would happen fairly soon. Well, something did happen, only not for you, Paul. He told CNN he's greatly disappointed that more hasn't been done to secure his release, especially since the fourth anniversary of his arrest is coming up. He says, I'm ready to come home. He wants to come to America. He just needs an airplane to come and get him. No, you need more than that. You need the president or somebody that thinks you're an important person too to actually negotiate your relief. That's what you need, Paul. Now, Paul's brother, apparently, this was in the Daily News, said that the right thing was done here. It was better to get, he doesn't begrudge, the family doesn't begrudge Brittany Griner being released, that they pretty much, it's better to get somebody than nobody. That was the line, and I'm paraphrasing what the brother said. So I leave it up to you, ladies and gentlemen. Was the right thing done here? Or not? 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-WABC. This is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Again, hang around. Carrie Lake is coming up with us on the show this afternoon. Can't wait to speak with her. Can't wait to speak with you, those of you on the phones. So 800-848-WABC is that number to call. We are coming back right after this.
Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly on 77 WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. WABC. Talk Radio 77 in New York. Master Kevin Rock in the house in here. Kevin Perez, Get little sting. Get out of here. And the Beatles back in the USSR. Who said the Beatles couldn't rock? Got that Beach Boy action going here, too. All out crazy. <laughs> Let's head to the telephone, shall we? Carrie Lake is going to join us soon. Shawnee in Manhattan. You're up first on Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon, Shawnee? God, I'm so happy and fortunate to get through to you. I love you. I love your show. I love your Thank music. You. I love your attitude. I, I, love I could you. go on and on. But I, love I was you too. calling because, oh, and have a party, please. We need both for Gage Rock. Anyway, so um, I was thinking as you were speaking about Brittany Griner, I have nothing personal against the woman, or, uh, but. It would appear to me that some military people would would perceive it as saying we value sports charts more than military. Well, no, 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 that's the wrong way to look at it. The, the okay. military people are just not important. You see, Brittany's important. Oh, right. She's an important role model, right. to, especially to the press secretary. For some reason, she's an important role model. 
and she's important to the LBGTQIA community and to women of color, especially right. to them. She's more than a sport. Uh, she's more than sport. Up. She's important. And this poor Marine guy that's sitting in jail, I mean, he's just a Marine. I mean, nothing against him. He's just a Marine. He's not important to the Biden administration, Shawnee. I hope she- I hope she kisses the ground she walks on when she gets home here to the U.S. of A. Really? And stands up for the anthem for a change. Really? Now, now, now. I know. I know. It's too much. Okay, yeah. I mean, let's be real, Shawnee. Thank you, my darling. I appreciate it. Love you. Thank you so much. Tony in Westchester. How are you, Tony? Hey, hey, Bo. Uh, Really appreciate you taking the call. Love the show. Um, given how lopsided this, this deal seems to be, don't you think it would be awesome if we all went onto Amazon and shipped a copy of Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal to the White House? (laughs) No, they wouldn't read it. They'd probably, (laughs) hey, they'd probably send an IRS agent to your house wanting to know if you paid for it with Vimeo or with PayPal or something, or look in your bank accounts. I mean, you know, come on. These people are. But I don't think it hits that six hundred dollar threshold yet. It doesn't matter. These people are vindictive. These people are vindictive. There's a story today, and we are going to cover it more. I can't wait to catch up with Princess Di about this whole primary shakeup, folks. I've been reading so much about this because this is a big, big story, and it's not just. It is not just the people in New Hampshire that they dissed. The people in Georgia. This thing is not going to sail through Georgia the way they think it is. Republicans run the state in Georgia. They also have laws on the books. And did you know Iowa has laws on the books about the primary? And each one of these states that Joe Biden just just cast into the hellhole, they're not going to go quietly. Nobody's going quietly in this deal. So this is either going to be a... And I mean this. We have to watch how this plays out. I have no idea how this is going to play out. It could be a stroke of genius for whoever suggested this to Joe Biden or if he came up with it himself. Or this could be political folly. We shall see. Meanwhile, from the west side of Manhattan, oh, 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 I must mention this to you. I showed Kevin the headline right before we started. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that there is a law, there's a law being considered. Get this. Remember yesterday I mentioned that Mr. Z, and I don't know whether Mrs. Z is part of this deal or not. I think it's just Mr. Z. Oh, Mrs. Z is in it too? Oh. No, just just, Mr. Z. Just Mr. Z. Yes, the Mr. Yeah. Mr. Z wants to buy a casino in Times Square, which, as I said, what could possibly go wrong with putting a casino right in Times Square, New York. What possibly could? Well, there is a bill up, a bill. Democrats have already a bill in advance of Mr. Z putting, getting a casino that would allow criminals, felons, to work in the casino. They want criminals to no! get... They do. They want... Democrats want criminals to work in the casino. Why? Well, use your imagination, I guess, but Kathy Hochul is considering it. 
Hell no. Oh, yeah, baby. Hell no. Not only do they want Mr. Z's casino in Times Square, they want to legally allow people that have broken the law, convicted criminals, to be able to work in the new casino if Mr. Z is able to get it. (sighs) Stay off the weed. Get more, apparently. So, from the west side we go. Terry, how are you? Terry, if Mr. Z does get his casino, are you going to go? Yeah, I would, actually. I, I like to play blackjack. That's what I'm talking about, okay? He's like, screw that, I'm playing. I was down at the Tropicana. I was down at the Tropicana three times this month. You oh, were? Are you a high roller? No, no, I'm not. But I had a little time off, so I went down. It's kind of nice to go down by yourself. You don't tell anyone. It's a little getaway for the day. Cool. Okay. So anyway, we got a minute before we got to take a break. What's on your mind? Uh, quickly, sir. Um, I agree with bringing home Brittany Griner. I think uh, it was the right thing to do to try to make a deal for her, in my opinion. Clearly, the Russians got the better of the deal. Of course. And that didn't surprise me at all. It didn't surprise me at all because the the Biden administration, in one word, they're weak. It's frustrating right now because we have have weak leadership everywhere on the local, state, and federal level. And, of course, they didn't didn't make a deal for Paul Whelan to come home. And I read about his case maybe two years ago. I remember Mm -hmm. he's an Irish name. He is an Irish name like myself. I remember he's a Marine. And, of course, they didn't make a deal for him to come home. He's not important. No, he's not important. So. He's not important. So, I mean, look, come on. The White House, Karine Jean-Pierre said it all. She's important. He's not. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, hopefully we'll have Carrie Lake with us. And we will continue. Both nervous rush hour. So, please stay here. Don't go away. Coming right back. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Well, after Sting. After the Beatles. You are the sunshine of my life. Why not a little Frank Sinatra bringing us back. That's why I'll always be around. On WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. You are the apple of my eye. And speaking of the apple of my eye, sunshine of my life, here is a lady who brings nothing but sunshine. I feel like this is Carrie Lake. Oh my gosh, that was a great intro. <laughs> the Carrie intro. Lake. You are, Carrie, let me thank you for something first. Um, Twitter had me shadow banned for so long. I would never see half the messages that people had sent to me. So when I reached out to you to see whether you could do the show, all of a sudden a message popped up from you. And the message was, at the time that Rush Limbaugh passed. 
and you hadn't even, I don't even know whether you had even thought about running for governor then, but it was so beautiful, so heartfelt, sending your love and your condolences and your deep respect for Rush that it brought tears to my eyes then. I didn't see it at the time, but it's still so, it means so much to me now, and I just want to thank you so much. And I'm sorry it was blocked, I didn't know, but thank you, Carrie. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, you know, it was all heartfelt, and, and I, I felt every word I said. And at the time, no, I had no idea I would run for governor. Um, I walked away from my job. For your viewers and listeners who um, don't know this, I walked away from my long career as a journalist in, in television news during COVID because I was uh, I had the realization that my profession had just become propaganda, and I didn't want to I didn't want to loan my voice and my heart and my, my soul to it any longer. And I walked away from my big paycheck, which was massive at the time because I'd been number one for more than two decades here at the Fox affiliate. And I just threw my life into God's hands and said, guide me, take me where you want me to go. And I figured I'd be doing something behind the scenes, but an amazing thing happened. The people of Arizona reached out to me after I walked away from my career and said, please run for governor, we need people that know us, that trust, that we trust, that understand Arizona. And so I, uh, I, you know, prayed a lot to God and, and jumped into the governor's race. Never been in politics before, other than covering it for nearly 30 years. And we have, we just kind of set the state on fire with excitement. People had a uh, vision again for what we could do to Arizona and for Arizona, and we had a movement. And it all came to a screeching halt on November 8th when our election was run like a banana republic by the people who were trying so hard to stop our movement, our America First movement. And so now I find myself in the middle of, of an epic battle, and we are fighting back against the people running our elections here. They're just completely corrupt. And this is our moment to stand up and say we demand our voice at the ballot box and so that's that's where God has led me now. Well, this is a noble fight that you're in. Let me tell you, you already know what you're up against. But here's, as you, I go through probably, I don't know how many hundreds of news stories, if not thousands in a week. Um, and one of the things that I've noticed, whenever the topic of Maricopa County or some of the elections come up, you see two words, election disinformation. You see in the in the press stories, election deniers. I've had Republicans tell me that you need to quit. You need to stop what you're doing because all you're doing is is furthering this this disinformation that something's wrong with the elections. And when I look at what happened in Arizona, when I looked at what happened in Maricopa County, how could you not be upset with it? I've never seen a circumstance, and you correct me if I'm wrong, if this is normal, I've never seen a circumstance where the chairman, the county chairman, and the person, the Stephen Richer, who were running the election, formed a pack to pretty much get rid of you and candidates like you, and they're in charge of the election. How is that not a conflict of interest? How is that does how does that not present on the appearance the appearance of impropriety? Well, you and I, of, of good character and moral standing, would never do that if that were our job. We would we would do everything we could to appear and, and be as neutral as possible because we're running the election, right? And right. this is not just a normal county, Bo. This is one of those mega huge counties. It's the second largest county when it comes to voter power and influence because it's 62% of 
Arizona, the population of Arizona resides in this county. So if you can uh, create shenanigans and cause trouble and rig an election in Maricopa County, you can control the whole state. And uh, the, the people, you're right, Stephen Richer, who oversees the election, and Bill Gates formed a super PAC, and they raised money with the sole purpose of stopping me. And, you know, they said it was to stop election deniers, but we looked at their expenditures, and all of their expenditures went to stopping one candidate, yours truly. It is a huge conflict of interest. I'm on the ballot. They should be neutral. They shouldn't be raising money and going out and campaigning against somebody on the ballot that they're in charge of. Not to mention my opponent, Katie Hobbs, as the Secretary of State, oversees the state elections, so she oversees the certification. And this election was run in such an obvious, blatant way to sabotage Election Day voting that other county officials were reluctant to certify their elections because of what happened in Maricopa County. And my opponent, Katie Hobbs, who's in charge of the state's elections, threatened them with jail time and arrest if they would not certify the elections that they had grave issues with. The conflict of interest goes so high and so deep, and that is going to be part of our lawsuit, which we are filing tomorrow, contesting this election. You are filing the lawsuit tomorrow. Yes, we are. And and both, they knew that our movement um, was so massive. I mean, we drew crowds of hundreds and thousands every day, several times a day. It was much like what President Trump drew when he drew crowds. The people were with us. It's, it wasn't just about me. It was about we, the people, returning our government to the people. And they knew that everybody was showing up on Election Day. It became kind of the, the, the theory that all of the Kerry Lake supporters were showing up on Election Day. And they did. 72% of the vote on Election Day, in-person voting, were Republican. And on, on Election Day, 63% of our polling locations were inoperational or not functioning with one to two hour lines on average, but lines as long as five hours. And nearly 90% of the poll workers on Election Day said they were not at all confident in the outcome of the election because of the way things were run on Election Day, where the tabulating machines went down, the printers were not working, they didn't have toner in the printer, so they couldn't print out ballots. And when people finally had a chance to vote, they couldn't get it to go into the tabulator machine. They were told to put it into a drawer three that they would take down to the county and count later. And we, we have that. Workers. We have that. Uh, Carrie, let us listen to the aforementioned Chairman Bill Gates and Stephen Richard, both of whom formed a political pact to defeat your candidacy while at the same time being in charge of Maricopa County elections. This is when reports started coming in that the tabulators were out. This is what they said. Hello, Maricopa County. I'm Bill Gates, the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And I'm Stephen Richard, the Maricopa County Recorder. And we're here to give you an update on how things are going so far with the election. We've already had almost 44,000 people show up this morning, check in, and be available to vote. And things are going great out there, but there's one thing that we wanted to address to make people aware of today, and that has to do with our tabulators. We've got about 20% of the locations out there where there's an issue with the tabulator where some of the ballots that after people have voted them, they try and run them through the tabulator and they're not going through. But the good thing is, is we do, first of all, we're trying to fix this problem as quickly as possible. 
And we also have a redundancy in place. If you can't put the ballot in the tabulator, then you can simply place it here in where you see the number three. And this is a secure box where those ballots will be kept for later this evening where we'll bring them in here to central count to That's tabulate enough. them. Carrie, admittedly, <laughs> 20 percent of them. I hear them because they're so full of BS. <laughs> The good news is, the good news is, 20% of our oper- machines are inoperable. That's the good news. Uh, and we're going to fix it. Just put your ballot here and just trust us. Is that the way that elections are supposed to be run in America? Absolutely not. And we had a big warning on 20, in 2020 when our elections were a debacle back then. I've been one of these so-called election deniers trying to Uh, you know, raise the alarm bells on that so that we don't have a repeat of it. And it's not about me, Bo. It's about our children and our future. If we have elections that are run in such a way that we have no faith in them, then we lose our country. And so it's not about Democrat, Independent, Republican. I know there's Democrats out there who feel the elections are run terribly. So this goes beyond just accidental. You know, I believe in coincidence, but you can't tell me 63% of poll locations on election morning, mind you, we vote for a month here. So they were operational up until election day, and then boom, like an alarm clock went off on election day, everything just falls apart, breaks down, the machines don't work, the printers are offline, the toner doesn't work. You know, I just don't believe in that much coincidence at one time on one pivotal day. Whether it was maladministration, malice, I I don't know, but my gut and my BS meter is going off on this one in a big way. Okay, so tomorrow is the day you file the lawsuit. You have not yeah. conceded the le- the election, and do you have what? What does your gut tell you, Carrie? Like, does it tell you that you have a fighting chance here? Or is the court just going to turn the deaf ear to these problems and just, oh, that's the way it goes? What does your gut tell you? Well, my, there are other people filing lawsuits. A, Abe Hamaday, who ran for AG, a very popular, hardworking fighter, is um, he filed his lawsuit today. I'm not sure if he's filed it yet. I'll be filing mine tomorrow. There are other lawsuits coming down the pike as well. That shows you how much concern of what happened in Arizona that not just I feel, but many, many people feel. And people have asked me, Voters said, please fight this. If you don't stand up and fight, our voices will never be heard. I feel very confident, Bo, and I know that may make me sound naive considering how, um, you know, unfortunately our judicial system has not been equal as of late. But I think our case is going to be very good, and I think that we'll get a good judge somewhere along the way. And it may not be our first um, when we filed it immediately, but we will get a court date. And I feel incredibly positive that we will win this. So much wrongdoing happened that I don't believe every judge out there will turn a blind eye to it. And so I want the people of Arizona to know and the people of America to know we have to start this fight somewhere. We're starting it in Arizona. We can't have elections that are run the way they are. And it should be a red flag to every American the way these elected officials and the way our FBI and our government is trying to censor us when we speak out about elections. Ask yourself why. Why do we not have free speech and why we can't question the way our elections are run? I believe it's because there's widespread corruption across this country in our elections, and we need to stand up and speak out about it. 
Carrie Lake, thank you for standing up. Thank you for being unafraid to speak despite this massive campaign by the media to denigrate and demonize people who do speak out. We hope to have you back in the very near future, and we are going to continue to follow this. Carrie Lake, you are an amazing human being. Thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. We're coming back. Bo Snurley Rush Hour. More of your calls right after this. You are the sunshine of my life. That's why I'll always be around. You are the apple of my eye. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly on 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly. Get out of here. Nicki Minaj and Jim Morrison. Of course, the doors bring us back Roadhouse Blues. But while we're rocking, since we're rocking, Kevin, let's rock it. Rock the house. On WABC Talk Radio 77, Cats at Night up next. Let's head back to the telephones. Thank you, Carrie Lake. Alex in Mountain View, California. Thank you for holding and thank you for waiting. How are you, Alex? Oh, I'm fine. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to say that the website of the State Department adequately warns Americans of what they face in Russia. Therefore, uh, the American public should not pay the cost of uh, obtaining the freedom for uh, Brittany Griner. She should pay for that for that effort to free her, and, and that means she should forfeit all her earnings in Russia and give it to the American government to be used for programs for the American people. But, Alex, she's important. Alex, yeah, I, I understand your sarcasm, but she—I mean, she's sarcasm. A- no, she's important, Alex. We're not. She's an adult. She made oh. a decision, so she has, she has to accept responsibility for that. Oh, I mean, it's inappropriate for us to sacrifice our money for to free her. She should pay for that cost. Thank you, Alex. We appreciate your call very much from Mountain View, California. Let us go to Portland, Maine, Mort. 
Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on Bo Snerly's Rush Hour. How are you, Mort? Hello there. So nice to talk to you. I, I actually worked with Akadaka, you know, you... the ACDC. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it, it's just such an honor to be on your show. And Thank you. And a privilege to follow Carrie Lake. And... Yeah, she's awesome, isn't she? Let me tell you, the last time I talked to you was also the first time was Obama's first inauguration. Really? And yeah, I called. I called Rush because I was watching the C-SPAN inauguration, and so he's signing documents immediately after he gets inaugurated, and he's he's a left-hander, and so he's signing it with his left hand. And he goes. I'm a lefty, get used to it. And so I called, and you answered, and I said that, and you were like, we're not going to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, I just love your show so much, because I'm like a 70s, 80s club kid, but I was more of a punk rocker, but I love Grandmaster Flash, and I'll, you know, I went and saw Blowfly, and <laughs> Lovely. So, uh, yeah. Man, we got to do some so, Grandmaster Flash one day. We can't do it today because we're running out of time, but we got to rock the house with that. Hey, more thank you. I want to grab a few more people before time runs out. Bill in Huntington, New York. How are you? Thank you for waiting. What's on your mind, Bill? Ruski is the word for Russian in the Russian language. Aha! See? We were totally right and being culturally appropriate when we said the Ruskis. Uh-huh. All right. Bye. Thank you. Okay, Lee, in central New Jersey. Lee, how are you? Welcome, WABC, Boston Early's Rush Hour, talking about the Ruskies, elections, and a whole lot of other stuff, and music, of course, today. Lee, what's on your mind? Hello, Mr. Bo James. It's Steve. Oh, hey, Steve. Got to go quick, hey, Steve. Quick. We forgot. I, I, as to Ms. Griner, no comment. We still have unaccounted for countless soldiers consultants and Afghan refugees for 15 months now due to Biden, the Biden Politburo's cut and run from Afghanistan. When are we going to get an answer as to what happened to those people? I won't hold we have your. I have your answer already. I, here's your answer. They're not important people. Don't you know that? Hasn't that been made clear to you yet? They are not important people. Thank I'm you. Sorry. Eric. Stupid. Stupid. Yes, exactly. Eric in Connecticut, you're up next. You've got 30 seconds. You've got to make it count. I know. I'm good at that. Um, thank you for all you've given me as far as uh, entertainment. I don't know if what you said was an observation or exactly what you um, is a fact. I spent 11 years, 20% of my life in the military. And, and you, you are important. You know, and I'm sorry. We have to go because time is up. Your time is up. James Golden, a.k.a. Bosnerny, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you, my friends. We'll see you then. Bye.